Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Double Dragon 2 The Revenge on the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the story of two boys in order to avenge lover. Billy and Jimmy use their signature move, Sosetsuken, to challenge the armed groups of the mystery. In this game, users can use a variety of skills than previous work, Double Dragon, and enjoy scuffles that are power-up in this masterpiece that built a generation for video games. Normally, um, you come up with these ridiculous intros for what these games are, but somebody uh, somebody managed to come up with this one for you. Yeah, this, uh, this was actually the actual description of this game the arcade version of this game on the nintendo and playstation shops like that that's what it says with all the poor english and everything i feel like somebody used google translate i don't even know if they did that because it just really doesn't make much sense (laughs) yeah we played double dragon 2 today um i've been waiting a while what the Revenge. You can't leave out the Oh, right, right, right. The Revenge, because, of course, um, in every version but the NES version, um, the Revenge is about them killing one of the Double Dragon's girlfriends. I can't remember if it's Billy or Jimmy. Oh, it's but... Billy's girlfriend? Oh, okay. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess in the first game, she's both of their girlfriend. Are they both like her and they're, they're fighting I don't know, but her? she gets captured and they defeat whoever Shadow Boss or whatever his name is. <laughs> And so I think it's three years later, they come back and they kill the girl for Which is kind the of, revenge. Yeah, it's kind of insane. You spend the entire first game trying to save her life. You do it. And then within the first five seconds of this game, she gets gunned down and she's she's dead. Plot twist. Plot twist, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've uh, I've wanted to do this game for a while. It just... It hasn't been the right time until now. We're still we're still quarantined. We're still doing shows over the internet. And so we have to do switch online service games. And so it seemed like a good time to do this one. It did. It did. And it's been a while. It's been like five episodes since we did a beat 'em up. It's been all the way <laughs> Has it been that many? Yeah. It's been all the way since October twenty second, I think, Stop. since we did a co op beat 'em up. Because our last beat 'em up was Mighty Final Fight, which is a single player game, which no beat 'em up should ever be a single player game. So it's been a long time since we played a beat 'em up together. (laughs) October. That's a long. It was back in episode thirty or thirty one. That can't be right. It is right. I promise you. It was Ninja Turtles. Was our way back in October. I thought this was a show where we did beat 'em ups every other episode. Well, that's you know that's the goal. Um, we're gonna have to step up our game. <laughs> Life goals. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was the right time to do Double Dragon. After playing it, I'm not sure if it was ever the right time to do Double Dragon, but I think we'll talk about that. <laughs> See, you know, you messed up. You messed up because um, when you originally came up with that whole idea of the terrible twos, and you you slotted Sonic Two in there as our third terrible two. And we liked Sonic 2, and you should have done Double Dragon 2 because I don't know that this one's going to fare as well. Um, I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to talk I it through. I didn't know, man. I had know. no idea. 
I have fond memories of this one. This one is uh, has nostalgia glasses all over it. See, that's the thing with Up these games. Up until the fourth level. That's the thing with these <laughs> games. You never know. Like you, you think like, oh man, Battletoads. Battletoads is a good time. I should play that. Nobody remembers once you get past level two that Battletoads is not a good time. Uh, I think the two times that I got across the river in this game, I died shortly thereafter. So, as a kid, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have fond memories of this one, but well, yeah, Dan, that, that, let's, that's uh, about it. <laughs> let's not rush to judgment here. Let's uh, let's work our way through what the game does well, what it doesn't do so well, the things that are just plain weird. Yeah, right. I I do. Okay. <laughs> I am kind of jumping the gun. I did have fun today. Me too. I mean, unlike Super Mario Kart, which is just garbage, don't play it. No, um, stop. Double... <laughs> you are so wrong. This is the thing. We need to just play co-op games because competitive games always leave one of us saying that game sucks, and it's usually whichever one of us was the worst at it. Is that usually you? Uh, usually, yeah. But recently, it's been you. So, um, real quick before we jump into what the game does well, I guess we should say that uh, Double Dragon 2 The Revenge is a beat-em-up game, uh, side-scrolling, with uh, way too much platforming for its own good. Um, yeah, I don't know about the arcade version, whether it's a pure beat-em-up or if there's any platforming, but there is definitely a lot more platforming in this game than maybe there should be. But the game is, at its core, a beat-em-up. So, Okay. Do you want to get into what the game does well? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's All right, what do, do you this. got? Um, for me, the, the first thing that stands out about this game about what it does well is that for a two-player NES game, it runs pretty well, much better than we saw with Mighty Final Fight or River City. Or we didn't have two-player in Mighty Final Fight, but it didn't run very well even in single-player, and River City Ransom ran awful. Um, so comparing it to some of the other NES beat-em-up games that we've played, I thought that it ran pretty well. I didn't notice slowdown or a ton of flickering or uh, anything like that. Yeah, it's interesting um, because when we were playing, I I mentioned how much better it was running than uh, River City Ransom, but they're both Technos games. To be fair, though, like when you compare this game to River City Ransom, the levels in this game are very short. And when you think about River City... Those are huge levels with like branching paths and you got all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. You have the the shops that let you level up your guy and add new um, you know, stats and all that kind of stuff. So that game had a whole lot more that it was trying to do, which is maybe why this one runs better, even though they're made by the same company. Yeah, one of the differences, I think, in the arcade version, I think I read the arcade version's only like four missions long. And so I think the levels are like way longer in this one. Um, and so I don't know if that had anything to do with it or the fact that River City Ransom has actual like RPG elements to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the, the first Double Dragon game, like you had to like level up your experience points to earn new moves and stuff like that. And this one doesn't have any of the leveling stuff. So I don't know if it was just an easier programming task for this port or what, but it runs well. Speaking of like um, RPG elements and the arcade versions of this game, I can't remember which one it was, but when I was looking up stuff about Double Dragon earlier this week uh, for trivia stuff, uh, I saw one of the arcade games was like the first game to feature um, like 
payable DLC. Like you would have to put in more coins to get like more moves in the Japanese really? version of the arcade game. And that gamers hated it so much that they removed that from the game when they brought it over to the rest of the world. Wow. That's Which just sounds awful, right? You walk into a shop in an arcade game and it's like, oh, do you want nunchucks or whatever? Put in another quarter. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I mean, arcade games are really not designed to suck as much money out of you as humanly possible. <laughs> so I could definitely see a willingness to spend even more unnecessary money yeah. to play an arcade game. That sounds, yeah, exactly. that sounds amazing. I love that so much. Another thing that I really like about this game, that I think something that I think it does well, is the that it has different difficulties. You have like a easy, medium, and hard mode. Now, the easy mode, what they call practice mode, it totally fooled us. We started the game yeah. on like the medium mode, which is called Warrior, and yeah. we were terrible. And so we're mm-hmm. like, oh no, uh, this game does not have a whole lot of cheats. It doesn't have um, a whole lot of options that we were going to be able to use to get through the game in a reasonable amount of time. And so we panicked. And we went down to practice mode, but practice mm-hmm. mode only lets you play the first three levels, I guess, right? Yeah, it's well, it's a, I don't even know. It's like I feel like it's like ten minutes of gameplay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, practice mode, it does let you get the hang of it though, because after practice mode, we were able to do pretty good on warrior mode, which is medium mode, which is almost the entire game. This is one of those ones where if you beat it on the the medium or easy mode or whatever you know it tells you oh go back and play it on what is the what is the hardest difficulty called on this it was something ridiculous uh, su- supreme master or something yes go play it on supreme master mode and then you actually get to play the real ending um you but, fight yeah. an enemy that nobody's ever defeated <laughs> yes nobody has ever seen him and and lived so i kind of like that though <laughs> that they have the multiple modes i don't always like the how they you know lock part of the game behind that but um, it was nice to have the multiple different difficulties. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, we t- probably died, oh, or we probably got game overs two or three times before we put it down on practice. Yeah. And then practice was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we're actually making progress. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> that screen pops up and it's like, all right, idiots, try it on the real mode now. And we both just started cracking up because we're like, oh, yeah. there goes that plan. I guess yeah. we actually have to get good. A classic T-Bird from Battletoads oh. move. Along after... with this whole uh, op- or you know different difficulties thing, you do have optional continues. It's not built in, but there are codes that you can put in on the game over screen that let you restart from the level that you died on, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Cheats are always welcome um, yeah. in these old games. <laughs> Especially because it's like, you know, you and I love the Retron because it has built-in cheats. Yes. Um, It has everything that you could want to play these old games with for the most part. Um, And then when we play the Switch online, we can't use the rewind feature. Um, And so it's like, well, are there built-in cheats for this one? And (laughs) And so fortunately, while this game doesn't really have many built-in cheats... The cheats that are built into it are continue codes, um, which are different for depending on which segment of the game you're in, but they're there. And so that's nice. Continue codes and save states. What else do you need? Yeah, it it allows pretty much anybody to um, pick their way through this game until they are good enough to, you know, beat the whole thing without any of that stuff. But it's nice to have it for those of us who, you know, are trying to experience the game without spending our entire life becoming a double dragon master 
or for those platforming levels. Oh man, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> what else does this uh, game do well? Uh, I have the different special moves as something that I like about this game. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got like a hurricane kick, and you've got like some kind of knee rising rising knee, knee rising knee attack that like punts enemies across the screen, basically. Um, and you've got an uppercut move if you jump and then like press punch while you're kneeling you'll do like an uppercut and and so there's a good variety if you can pull the moves off which isn't always the easiest because to jump i mean it's an nes game you only got two buttons and uh to jump you have to press a and b and sometimes it's awkward like if you don't have any forward forward momentum you kind of just jump straight up and down and like you can't really shift in the air and then if you're moving it goes it does like a weird sort of momentum thing where you can't really stop so i don't know it's nice that when you use the special moves it doesn't hurt you like in a lot of beat-em-up games you'll have like an attack a jump and then if you press both you'll do like a super move and that super move will take away some of your health this one you can do all three of those like special moves without any sort of downside um they, you know they're a little bit difficult to pull off but if you do it they are usually like a one-hit kill uh, the, the rising knee one is hilarious because it launches mm-hmm. your enemy all the way across the screen and they all feel pretty satisfying when you pull them off. Yeah, to be fair to other beat-em-ups, taking your health, though, when you do your super move, it's a lot easier to do these super moves in other beat-em-ups. Yeah, oh, for sure. Super move in every other beat-em-up is jump and double dragon. <laughs> yep, yep, that's true. Oh, man. Um, the next thing I have is that the co-op is fun. I was really glad to play this game with you. Um, I, whatever, maybe a month ago I was playing the original double dragon, like kind of alone. And I was like, yeah, this is fun. And I played it for probably 15 minutes before I was just like, all right, I'm done. Um, but this one, I was happy to, to have a friend to enjoy this experience back to front with. There you go. Because, um, I can't imagine wanting, I can't imagine sticking through this one by myself. No. And I mean, that's just a weakness of the genre is, you know, beat em up games are always better with a friend. Yeah, that's true. Um, Something that I thought that this game does well, and I don't think this was on purpose, but it definitely goes in the making the game fun column is that the game was inadvertently funny. Yeah. And I'm I'm assuming mm-hmm. inadvertently. I I don't know. Like maybe the people over at Technos <laughs> are just hilarious. But um, there's all sorts of just like strange dialogue, strange um, interlude text. Um, there's a a sign that says "Go for broke," but it's spelled B R O A K, and yeah. we thought that that was hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. There's this time when like you jump up and you grab a helicopter and it says like in all caps grasp, but there's like (laughs) periods between each letter and it just like everything is way over the top. Everything is like not really translated super well. It's, it's better than that little blurb that I read at the beginning of this episode, but uh, it's all just like a little bit wacky. The whole premise of the game, the fact that you spent the whole first game trying to save this girl and then five seconds into this one, she's dead. And that's right. like <laughs> that's the impetus for your new adventure. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, glad we spent all that time saving her. <laughs> uh, I think um, I've heard one of the criticisms of the arcade version was that it was kind of just almost a rehashed version of the first game in a lot of ways. And so uh, it doesn't, I, I mean, I guess 
I'm not excusing it, but maybe the story was just like, well, how do we make a second game? Because the first one was popular. They didn't want to pull a Mario and just have the girl get kidnapped again. The funny thing is... No, we'll just shoot her at the beginning of the game instead of like punch her and take her away like the first one. I, I watched a little bit on YouTube just as I was waiting here for us to start recording. And in the arcade version... She actually, like, in the first game, she gets punched in the stomach and then, like, mm. thrown over the bad guy's shoulder. Um, in the NES version, the intro for Double Dragon 2, you just get, like, some text on the screen that says that she was killed. And you see, like, this this little um, graphic of her looking scared and, like, this, like, shadow guy. Um, but in the arcade version intro, the the main boss comes with, like, a AK-47 and shoots her and just, like, kills her on screen. <laughs> and it's, like... Very not graphic, but it you know for a, a cartoony arcade game. Yeah. Like, oh, I was not expecting that. Five seconds in, the intro to the NES game was actually funny to me because I had watched the arcade game before we played. Because <laughs> it's the intro is very like, oh, there was this nuclear war, and then the double dragons, and blah blah blah, and then gangs came, and Mariana died. It was just like, no man, <laughs> the boss from the first game was mad. And he killed her. Yep. And that's why the name of the game is The Revenge, because he got yep. revenge. <laughs> so yeah, just so, an interesting classic Nintendo uh, cleaning up something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't have blood. Can't have too much violence. I mean, you're going to throw grenades at people, and you're going to smack people in the knees with a lead pipe, but, you know, having a girl you're gonna shot hit, on the You're going to get medieval and hit him with a mace, but... Yes. <laughs> Oh man. Do you have anything uh, else that goes in the what the game does good does well? Just let's, go for broke. Proper grammar here. Go, go for, for broke. broke. <laughs> B-R-O-A-K. Well, you know, if you're going phonetically, it works. Uh yeah. No, I don't uh, I don't have anything else that I think the game did well. All right. Well, I have a transitionary one that kind of straddles between what it does well and what it doesn't do so well. And that would be the sprites, um, the actual okay. like art of the game. I really like the like the machines and the vehicles. I thought they did a really good job with like some of the backgrounds of the levels. Um, I thought that those were cool. There's like one character sprite, uh, two character sprites that I thought were good. There's like this random sword enemy. I was like, oh, that guy looks cool. And then the first boss, like I don't know why I thought that guy looked cool. He kind of looks like Mario, <laughs> like a roided out version of Mario wearing like a. Um, a Judge a Dredd mask. helmet. A what'd you say? A welding mask. Oh, I was thinking more like Judge Dredd kind of mask mm. thing. But it, it, like, I, I thought those so were So when you cool. say he looks like a roided out Mario, you mean he looks like a character from the Super Mario Brothers movie? Yes, he looks like that <laughs> awful, horrible movie. But outside of those like two sprites and like the, the vehicles and the backgrounds and the levels, I thought that like, most of the characters were not great. And like I don't I don't love the um the this like design that Technos has through a lot of their games, like all the Kunio games where everyone's got big heads and the double dragon guys have big heads. And I don't know what's up with that. I just I'm not a big fan of that. Also like the the weapons were kind of strange and like the dynamite explodes and you have this like really like elementary school level fire that shoots out of it wow. like some of the sprites and backgrounds were really good and then other ones it's like you could tell the ones that let the intern do um yeah the graphics are fine i mean we could throw the music in there too the music's not particularly remarkable 
No, the, um, the music had a few good like bass lines um, yeah, that were cool, but, but mostly, you know, not worth remarking on. No. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't really notice the graphics, to be honest. It's just kind of middle-of-the-road NES stuff. Not too good, not too bad. It came out in January of 1990, so kind of middle of the life cycle, maybe towards the back half of it. So, yeah, it's not not a bad-looking game. It's been a while since I've looked at Double Dragon 3. I, I wonder how that game looks compared to this game. That one is when things get kind of crazy. It stops being like uh, like gang fights in the streets and like they end up like going to Egypt or something, right? I haven't played a whole lot of Double Dragon 3 because you get one life before you get a game over. Oh, sweet. No, that's good. So, that's what yeah, everybody wants. In a I probably game. made it through like half a level of Double Dragon 3 before I was ever like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to play this right now. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've had that experience two, three times. And so I've had that game for a long time, but maybe at some point we'll tackle it on the show. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good to know that we might do it because I had some things about that game I was going to ask you, but I will save them for the future then. All right. We can move firmly into what this game does poorly. And for me, the number one thing that has to be said about what this game does poorly is that this is a a decent or even a good beat-em-up game that is ruined by unnecessary platforming. Yeah, I uh, that is the, the, the first thing that I have is that the platforming is, quote, awful. I feel like this game is probably 35 to 40% platforming, and it it's just too much. It's, I mean, yeah. there's, and none of it is fun. No, I, well, I'm a person who doesn't think that any sort of platforming game is fun because I'm terrible at them generally. But, um, you like really, Celeste? I kind of like Celeste because it lets you do the things over and over and over and over again until you master it. Like it doesn't punish you for being bad at platforming, which is why I like that. If you're gonna have a platforming game, <laughs> don't punish me for being bad at platforming. Like reward me by allowing me to try it over and over until I get it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So, but this, yeah, like you said, this game has way too much of it is platforming. It's supposed to be a beat 'em up game. There's uh, pretty early on, I think in level four, there's this river and it's pretty simple. It's just two platforms you have to jump across, but it is not easy to platform in this game because you have to press A and B to make your guy jump and you have to land pretty much pixel perfect to land that jump. And no, we you don't even, to... it's not even pixel perfect. It's like if the game wants you to land on it, you'll land on it. But like half the time you glitch through half the platform. Uh, see, I feel like if you line it up perfectly, if you were on the back of the log and you jumped at the right time, it, you would land it every time. But it took us. And it's like, impossible to tell if you're on the back of the log because there's no shadows, and you gotta kind of wing it and hope that you get there and hope that you angle it right. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, it's terrible. It's bad. Uh, there's I actually like started writing down all of the areas that I thought the platforming was bad, and then there ended up just being a whole bunch of them, too many to actually call right. out by name. But yeah. I think that two other areas need to be called out by name, and that is the Mansion of Doom, where oh. there are these disappearing platforms, and you have to jump on one, two, three, four, five, six. You have to make six jumps on these platforms that are disappearing, and we probably burned, I don't know, 40, 50 lives just on that one part. They took everybody's favorite part of Mega Man, which is the weird disappearing blocks that just hold you back for no good reason. And they were like, that's fun, right? Let's put that in our game with our high precision platforming 
It's super unpredictable. And literally 30% of the platform is a miss, even though you land on it. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's, it's bad. And you finally get through that section. We spent a long time, finally got through it. We were like, yes, this is awesome. We're going to go beat up some more guys because this is a beat-em-up game, right? You go through the door and instantly you are met with another platforming section, this time with moving platforms that like are like <sighs> conveyor belts. And so you have to not only land your pixel-perfect <sighs> jump, but doing it while fighting against a moving platform. And it was just, it was bad. And not only that, but you don't just have to be able to land on platforms in these levels, but in several of the levels, I don't know if it's all of them, but in several of the levels, if you come too far forward on the screen, like too far towards the bottom of the screen, you just fall off and die. Yep. Just fall right yeah. off and die. Yeah, and in some of those levels where you can fall right off and die, it doesn't really say like, hey, there's the edge of the screen here. No. So you're just like, you're fighting guys and you're trying to like dodge and oh, he threw some dynamite, so I'm going to go down to the bottom of the screen. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm dead. Just full life. Full life, which is another point. Uh, that we can make about what this game doesn't do well is the one-hit KO deaths well, are ridiculous in this game. That's the weird thing. That's the weird thing. Because I actually appreciate that this game is generous with the health bar when it comes to fighting. Um, yeah. You can fight for a long time on one life and even mm-hmm. against bosses and keep your health bar up. But if you fall into a pit... If you hit um, specific spikes, not every spike, um, certain spikes will kill you. Certain pitfalls will kill you. Um, yeah, and all of a sudden there goes your entire life. And a lot of these platforming sections, they will be set up so you know, it'll be a completely solid floor except for the one little section where you're most likely to fall off when trying to do these stacked platforming. So like in that mansion of doom or whatever it was called, um, and you're, you're trying to do that platforming section where the platforms are disappearing, the most likely place where you're going to fall through and hit the ground is the one spot in the floor where there is no floor, and boom, there goes your life. Yeah, it's just it's not fun. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I need to play the arcade version to see if it has terrible platforming, but I doubt that it does. But maybe it would have been even a little bit a little bit better if there was like a dedicated jump button. Yeah, exactly. And, and the arcade version, I'm sure, had a dedicated jump button. So that that's just one of the downsides of having a controller with only an A and a B button. They wanted yeah. to give you a frontward attack. And we can just say that all of the controls can go on the what this game does poorly because it's very strange. <laughs> Your A button, normally you'd be like, you know, A button punches, B button kicks or something like that. But no, yeah. A button will punch or kick in front of you. And the B button will punch or kick behind you and so it's a forward attack and a backwards attack and if you want to jump you hit both of them and it is well, so not, bizarre and it took it's us not even like a forward a, and a backward attack it's a right attack and a left attack yeah 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 so based on what if the enemy is on your right side or left side and eventually it's like okay yeah i guess that makes some sense but like if you're just walking around trying to punch guys like it doesn't make a lot of sense um, especially no. considering like the control schemes of other games. Like there's, I don't know that I've ever played another game with this control scheme. No, I I can, like it was, it was very strange. It took us both a while to get used to. It. I think that that's where that practice mode helped is we're like, we finally got a, a grasp on the controls and what was going on. I could be wrong, but I don't even remember the first Double Dragon having the same kind of controls. I think it was just punch and kick. 
And I don't think there was like a, a backwards or like a left attack. I think it was just always in front of you. You could either punch or kick. Well, yeah, so, that makes I sense. Mean, That's how most beat em up games work is you would, yeah. you know, attack in front of you. And if you want to attack behind you, you turn around. Yeah. Uh, and kind of piggybacking on that a little bit is like, I don't feel like I would ever want to attack behind me because the AI is kind of obnoxious. And if I'm, <laughs> If I'm attacking one guy that's one way, like, and trying to attack another guy, like, approaching me from behind, I feel like I would just rather walk, try to dodge the attacks than actually be bothered to go, like, I'm going to kick this guy behind me. Yeah. Like, it just, it feels like it's it's just too much. The AI in this game, not not all of them, not all the enemies, but, like, a lot of the enemies and bosses have like cheap attacks and so it, it kind of i don't know if it's i don't know if the controls are as much of a factor in that but it's something that i i felt like didn't help see i i don't know where to put the boss fights in this one i kind of went back and forth like on one hand the boss fights are intriguing to me because they're so different they're not overly hard there's just something kind of strange or different about each of them. And the, the first boss, he kind of like you fight him and you, you think he's dead and then he comes back and he, you know, you fight him again. And then there's uh there's this helicopter boss. It's the second one. And you're like fighting all these bad guys and you're on a helicopter. And every now and then the helicopter door opens. And when the door is opened, uh, everything gets sucked towards that door. And if you're too close, you fly out. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of annoying because we got like um, killed a few times at the beginning. It was super annoying. We kept getting killed and falling out this door. But then once we figured out how that level worked, we knew how to stay towards the left and to use mm -hmm. that door to our advantage to kill guys. And so then I actually kind of liked that. And then there was this like train level where there's this big train. You have to do this unnecessary oh, platforming thing my. to get to the top. And then there's a boss, but you can kind of use the platforming to your advantage to isolate the boss. And so all of the bosses had something unique and interesting. They weren't super hard and they had some sort of like exploits that you could kind of use to defeat them. Yeah. And so I kind of liked that about some of the bosses, but then there was just things about all of them that were kind of like obnoxious or a little bit annoying, but they, they didn't like stun lock you or they didn't feel like they took too many hits. We've played way worse bosses in other beat em up games. So I don't want to like completely trash these bosses because they did do stuff that was unique and interesting. And it made me be like, Oh, that's different which is, you know, not always something that you see in a beat-em-up game when it comes to bosses. Yeah, I almost feel like maybe I'm talking about the inability to combo some of the bosses. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a simplicity to this game that makes it hard to, like, I don't know. The, there's, there wasn't really, like, a pattern, a good pattern, like a attack and get away, attack and get away. I feel like, I don't know if it's the controls or if it's the boss behavior, but I didn't feel like it was like super fun to fight the bosses and that sometimes I was taking cheap damage from the bosses when I was just trying to like get an uppercut in, but my guy's not attacking fast enough. And Oh, he hit me. And like, I did, don't think I could have got away even if I tried. So I don't know. It was, it was weird. Yeah. I can, I can definitely see that. It It is less about trying to like get into a bunch of attacks on these bosses. And it usually is trying to figure out what is that exploit? Like I think of another one in the trap room, there's the boss where, um, the floor keeps dropping out and the longer that you go, the less room that you have to fight and you have to beat the boss before all the floor drops out. 
And it's like, that's just another example of them doing something different. Like pretty much every one of these boss fights had something different like that. The most normal and straightforward boss fight was the last one when you're fighting like the clones of yourself and like the the two ninjas who you actually fight mm-hmm. as bosses twice. Yeah. And those were like the most straightforward, like you would see that in every beat em up level. Oh, here's the ninjas that we're going to fight. Um, but pretty much every other boss, now that I think about it, had something unique or different about them. So I would actually, for me personally, move the boss fights into the what the game does well column because now that I'm thinking about it, they were all kind of interesting and they do stand out. Yeah, I think the point that I'm I'm trying to make is that sometimes the AI feels cheap. Yeah. No, I can <laughs> and maybe see that. that's just where I need to leave it. <laughs> I think part of that is because I don't we're disagree used with to... You. Part of that is that we're used to in these beat-em-up games. You kind of like get in, spam some attacks, like try to do a bunch of damage, and then pull away and try to figure out what is the boss's um, like pattern going to be. And it's figuring out when to dodge, when to move away, when to get in close and do as much damage as possible. And this game does not do that. So like you don't feel rewarded as a a person who's played a lot of beat-em-ups and is used to that kind of strategy. Yeah, I agree. For me, I got one more thing on my list of what this game does poorly, and it's kind of nitpicky, but it just blows my mind. There's this level, this undersea base level, and you go in there, and the the ceilings are all super low, and they are spiked, so you can't jump (laughs) at all, or you take damage, and it just doesn't make any sense. Like, you already have so few things at your disposal, and now you can't do any of the the super moves because they all involve jumping, and if you jump, you're going to take damage from the spiky roof. And who in the world puts a spiky roof anywhere? Like, it doesn't make sense. It, that, that took me completely out of the game. It's like, oh, this is cool undersea layer that we're attacking. But why are there unnecessary spikes? And now they're like, nowhere else in the game has there been that, like, classic 8-bit video game trope of, like, spiky pillars falling from the ceiling. But now here in this level, you have it. And it's just like, why? Why is that happening? To be fair, when is any video game level, like most bases or fortresses in video games are completely impractical. I know, but this game is so grounded. (laughs) This game is like, everything is like, you're on the streets of a city. You're just a couple of dudes. Like, yeah, you're called Double Dragon. It's not like the TV show. Like they don't ever claim to have any like sort of like magical powers. They're basically just like two thugs that are going around beating up all these other thugs. Here we go. And there's like helicopters. <laughs> They're not like crazy mech suits or anything. Like you get you fight a guy from a helicopter and you're fighting a bunch of like muscle guys. And then here's this one random section where now you're in an underwater base and it has like all these things that don't fit in with anything else in the game. Oh, and now you're in a mansion and there's uh spooky disappearing platforms and it's like, whoa, why what's going on here? Like we were just normal dudes fighting in a city. <laughs> In the same mansion, there's a some phantom eyeballs watching you fight. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, we could uh, use this as a good portfolio piece to try to get a job on that next Castlevania game. <laughs> it just felt very out of place. Uh, Both of those levels felt kind of out of place in this game. Yeah. I just, I mean, any even think about any uh, Bowser's Castle level in Mario Kart or any Bowser's Castle in Mario, like... Yeah, but those fit Mario. It's like a crazy world where there's like dragons and stuff. This is, you're in like Chicago and you're fighting a helicopter, you know? It's a normal day in Chicago fighting a helicopter. 
well, how does Bowser like get to his room in those castles? Like, I just don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like when it comes to video games, like the levels just aren't going to be practical ever. In Mario, like the whole premise of the game is you eat mushrooms and weird things happen. Like you shouldn't be asking too many <laughs> questions about like, why is this happening? Like think about the premise of the game. I'm a plumber. I took some shrooms. Now I'm fighting a dragon. <laughs> like it makes perfect sense to me. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I like in this game in Double Dragon that they don't even want to like commit to a specific date. Like in the intro, it says in 19XX. It's like it could have been 1901, could have been 1999. We'll leave it up right. to you. Well, they were taking another uh, cue from Mega Man, which takes place in 20XX. Which makes more sense, you know. Like I could see by, you know, 2099 <laughs> having some robots and all that kind of stuff. But 19XX, there wasn't anything to like differentiate it from 1990 when it came out. And that's Man. like that's the thing. It's already 1990. There's not a whole lot of time left in the the century. <laughs> There's like it's sometime in the next nine years this happens, <laughs> or maybe it was in the past. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. the uh, The last thing that I have that I kind of don't think the game did well was we mentioned the continue cheats, which are nice, but like. The fact that there's three different cheats that you have to put in, depending on how far into the game you are, like that was really dumb, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. I, I like that they give you infinite continues. I like that they allow you to just restart with all of your lives at the beginning of that level. But the way that they did it is really bizarre. It's confusing. It They made it more difficult than it needed to be. And that's kind of just the motto of this whole game. Like we made it more difficult than it needed to be. <laughs> that's a good point yeah it's like if you're uh, the first if you're in if you're on level two or three it's one cheat and then if you're on four or five or six it's another cheat and then if you're on seven eight or nine it's another cheat and i've never seen that system in a game before i don't know if there's any kind of system like that in the other double dragon games but this one was just like why why i don't yeah and it's I don't it's understand. not like it's not those like password system where you use a specific password to get to a specific level with a certain number of lives or whatever. This is just a cheat that you put in on the game over screen that lets you start over again from the beginning of that level, just like any normal continue would. Yeah. It's bizarre. At least, it, at least there's something. At least it's... Hey. Yeah, no. I'm glad it's there. Just the way that they did it is very strange. Yeah. I don't know that we would have... Uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say we would have beaten this game, but I don't know that we would have seen the end of this game Without the continue cheat. <laughs> uh, no, we we. I mean, we could have someday. Uh, it yeah. wouldn't have been tonight. If we had nothing better to do, if we were like quarantined for a month, yeah. and liter literally all we had to do was play Double Dragon 2. <laughs> we, we do have the whole quarantine thing going for us. We are, uh, you know, stuck in our homes when we are home, but both of us are, are still working, so I don't know that... Uh, <laughs> I don't think that uh, my employer would appreciate me spending all of my time at home trying to master the platforming sections of Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. Maybe you could learn something for your employer. Just like a life lesson, maybe. I don't know. At my next staff <laughs> meeting, hey guys, you'll never believe what incredible skill that I've picked up. It's going to allow us to just do so many great things. I'm more I resilient now. now. 
platform on disappearing platforms in the mansion of doom. Guys, I put my head through the wall and I learned something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could, you know, learn how to patch drywall. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man, you got anything else? That's all. That's that's all I got. Well, what uh, what would you pay for the experience that you just had then? Uh, okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna tr- approach this from a new direction. If I was playing this and this was like an arcade version, and I was putting quarters in, like I could see myself. Uh, you know, we're there. The two of us were trying to beat this game. Like I would cut myself off after uh, a five dollar bills worth of quarters. Wow. I'm not going back for another dollar or five dollars worth of quarters. You know. Yeah, that's a lot. I feel like that's that more is than a I lot. Would- dump into an arcade machine for this game the thing is like it wasn't it wasn't like a great experience but we had a good time playing it and even when we were doing terrible we were cracking ourselves up so that that's part of where that number comes from interesting we could i could have it could be a little bit of you know cabin fever stir crazy i haven't (laughs) left my house in weeks man so well, that's the arcade version, though. I know. I I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I I'm just trying to I'm just trying to spice things up. There. What I'm if it to, was What if it was the NES version in the arcade? That's what I'm talking about. This is a Play oh, Choice oh, Ten. Oh, this exact. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see. Play, okay. Yeah. The Nintendo Play Choice Ten. We're just playing an NES, and they're sucking our quarters dry. Oh man. Five bucks. Um. I f- yeah. I feel like I'm coming in at like six. Five six. <laughs> you told me that mine was so high, and then you come in above me. Well, I'm talking about a cartridge that I can okay, play right. for forever, not an arcade experience. Yeah, I don't think I'm picking this cartridge up. No, no. <sighs> what do you uh, What do you think it's going for on eBay? Uh, I feel like this is one of those ones that. Is more popular. I don't know. I'm not even gonna try to like come up with any sort of reasoning. It's selling for nine dollars. <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. This Nailed doesn't it. seem like an incredibly seven to, seven to ten. There you go. <laughs> that seems right. I was gonna say this doesn't seem like an insanely popular game. It does pop up on a lot of like what are the best retro console beat 'em up games, which is insane that this is on those lists. Take it off your list, people. But <laughs> I knew that it wasn't like crazy sought after, or, like super loved by people because the last few times I've gone out and said like, "Hey guys, we need trivia." We've gotten like dozens of trivia responses, and on this one. I got a bunch of joke responses um, and like some spam and then wow. a very small handful of actual responses. And then out of those like two that we could actually use. So wow. there was something different about this. I could tell that this wasn't going to be a, a super sought after one. No, I think um, I think people actually do really like Double Dragon. Really? Yeah, I do. I feel like it's it's one of those franchises that is sort of... Um, I feel like I don't know a retro collector who doesn't like Double Dragon. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, and I don't think it's a, a franchise that people necessarily like rave about. Yeah, but um, it's kind of like one of those you can pretty much bet that every retro collector kind of likes Double Dragon. Um, That's at least weird. in my experience, I could be wrong. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was like no, 
people don't really like Double Dragon. Um, I don't think that they don't don't like that they dislike it. I feel like, like the vibe I kind of got was that people like respect it but are indifferent to it. Well, I mean, after Nobody's... you play any Ninja Turtles beat them up, like why would exactly. you go back to Double Dragon? Well, that's sort of the thing. I'm thinking like if you're talking about an NES beat 'em up game, go play Manhattan Project. That game beats the pants off of this one as far as yeah, as but far it's as three times as much as this one. Well, okay, and well, it's pro- it's three times as good. Yeah, easily. You but, know what? Um, you know what Manhattan Project doesn't try to do? Uh, screw you by not letting you play the full game. No, uh, platforming is what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember ever jumping on a platform in that game. <laughs> uh. Uh. So, price charting says this one's trending at eight dollars and fifty cents. All right. Do you want to take a stab at what the PAL version is going for? Uh, <laughs> the the last three of our trivia winners have all been um, internationally located, and so I think that all of this discussion about PAL prices is good because uh, we're really expanding our, our our listener base through this. So I, I do want to take a guess at the PAL version. It's and just all the sympathy. I'm gonna guess that they are having the unfortunate privilege of spending twenty four dollars on this game. No, no, no. This one's only like twice as much as the US okay. version. So this one's only like fifteen dollars. Okay, not bad. So still still palatable. But uh palatable. But... That's a <laughs> terrible pun if that was on purpose. It wasn't, but thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> It was almost like the words I could see them out, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Here they go. There's a pun. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, uh, the new one on Switch, and it is just like ninety percent puns and ten percent. That gameplay. is a very, very popular game right now. It's so every single time I log on, I I've never seen this since I had my Switch. Part of it is because everybody's home, but every time I log on, I have like close to double digit friends online. And probably 90% of them are playing Animal Crossing. That's insane. I've never uh, played an Animal Crossing game ever before, I don't think. Oh, dang. So I don't understand the hype. It's like the opposite of hype. It's the chill. It's just like the most chill Mm. game ever. When you want to just go pick some apples and fish in a stream, but you don't want to have like all of the like hardcore management stuff of Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, that's the game for you. Hmm. So it's like a a, a kitty version of Stardew Valley. Uh, I mean that sounds like a really condescending <laughs> way to say it. I feel like I said it the way I said it was fine. <laughs> Stardew Valley for babies. Uh, that, <laughs> whatever, man. It's fun. It's mindless, uh, and I've enjoyed it a I, lot. I, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know There anything. probably couldn't be two more different games than uh, Double Dragon 2 The Revenge and Animal Crossing New Horizons, so I'm glad that we've somehow found ourselves there. There could be two more different games, I think. In uh, Double Dragon, you can farm weapons from enemies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Uh, Double Dragon. 
that's an animal. There's animals in Animal Crossing, right? All right. Um, I'm sure there's some component of revenge in Animal Crossing. Your town gets invaded. People move into your house, steal your stuff, right? Kill uh, your girlfriend. No. No, no, actually, none of that has happened yet to me in Animal Crossing. I'm, I've still been waiting to just walk out my door and to see a masked man gunning down my wife who lives on the other side of the island. <laughs> How's the PvP in uh, Animal Crossing? There is PvP. Like, it's who can log on earliest? Can, is it going to be me or my wife? And who's going to raid all of the fruit from the trees and all of the ore from the rocks and all of the... Um, just everything. Who can who can strip the island bare that day before the other person logs on? That is the that sounds, PvP of Animal Crossing. That sounds so loving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I need to get my wife a Switch. Yes, you do. Uh, all right. That's enough Animal Crossing talk for the entire history of the podcast. I agree. Um, <laughs> people really like Animal Crossing. They do. It's a great game. I just don't know anything about it. So I can't like, I'm just like, oh, that, that I'm like, I'll scroll through Twitter and it's like, I feel like 60% of these tweets are about Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> these are the times we live in. These are the times we live in. Oh man. Uh, All right. Well, Double Dragon, Double Dragon to the Revenge, $8.50. Is it worth it or worthless? I got to call that worth it. I mean, I, uh, it's not like we're talking about a lot of money here. <laughs> that and is the most collector thing ever. It's a terrible game, but you know, it's only eight fifty, so you might as well pick it up. It's not terrible. And let's be honest, Jordan, infinite replay value. You're never gonna you're never gonna beat this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, you damn saying we're first it. four levels forever. On practice mode. No, not on practice <laughs> mode. Those are the first three levels. Uh, you're going to say worth it. I'm going to have to say worthless. I'm not interested in spending $8.50 really? on this. $8.50 is almost enough to buy a burrito and chips from Cadoba, which is a better way to spend your 50 minutes of your day. But it's not, though, because you only get about 25 minutes of enjoyment out of that instead of like an eternity of platforming joy. <laughs> you really <laughs> underestimate the amount of joy that I get from a single burrito. <laughs> My wife and I, every night um, before we go to bed, we do our top three for the day. Like, what were your top three things? And frequently, a burrito's on there every day. <laughs> every single Wednesday, Dan. Every single Wednesday, I go to Cadoba and I get a burrito. And that is always in my top three. Yeah. I probably should switch to having pizza like once a week. And then it would probably be way more of a highlight of my life, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I eat too much pizza. But anyways. <laughs> All right, Jordan, what do you got for me? Let's talk about the Double Dragon movie. I don't know what color their pants were. No, okay, listen. The, what I color have two... were Billy and Jimmy's socks in the Double Dragon movie? And what was the girlfriend's middle name? So I, I tried to... series. I tried to help you out here. <laughs> like I said, we didn't get a whole lot of questions. We did get a lot of joke questions. Um, most of those were from our our friend uh, Slomo Erectus, who we've mentioned on here before, and he sent a bunch of really funny fake questions. 
Um, like <laughs> true, true or false, Double Dragon Two is a sequel to Legend of Zelda set far in the future, or true or false, <laughs> Double Dragon is uh, a cat. It's if you ever seen like the original Double Dragon logo, it's two dragons that share a body like cat dog. Mm. You know what I'm talking I about? Had... No, I okay. don't. Maybe. Well, he sent a number of, of questions. Cat dog, I don't know of the logo. <laughs> well, look up the original Double Dragon logo for the Double Dragon NES, and it's Cat Dog. So he sent some questions about that. But we did get some real questions. Uh, we got two of them here for you. And the first one comes from Rainman1515, who was actually the person who gave us that Mario Kart Easter egg last episode about pressing A and Y. And I couldn't remember his mm. name, so shouting out now to Rainman1515. And he submitted this question. And I, I gave, I kind of gave you a hint on like our fourth playthrough of the first level here that we were going to have a question from the first level. So hopefully you paid attention. I was too what busy is, having fun. Okay. Well, here you go. What is the first <laughs> weapon that you are able to pick up in the game? Is it A, a knife, B, a ball and chain, which is the thing you kept calling a, what did a you mace. call it? A mace. Is that what it's called? Or C, dynamite. Is it a knife? The ball and chain thingy or dynamite? Crap. Now I can't remember if it's the knife or the or the maze. <laughs> when do you find I think it's the knife, isn't it? Oh no, it's the ball and chain it, it is followed the ball and shortly chain. thereafter by the knife. Yeah. The I knife s- is the second weapon you can pick up. Uh. So there you go, Rainman1515. I, you know, I kind of cheated you out of a question that you would have won on last episode, but here you are. <laughs> you got it this time. Uh. And I do have one more for you, although I don't know if you're going to say that it doesn't apply. Because this one... I don't uh, care I, anymore. I don't know how deep you went down the Wikipedia I got a nice losing hole. streak going, Jordan. You're about 50-50. <laughs> you got, you, you know, you win some, you lose some. But this one is, again, uh, from uh, Secret Levels Pod. And they, they ask, what were Billy and Jimmy's names originally in the arcade version? So they weren't Billy and Jimmy in the arcade version. Were they Hammer and Spike, Rex and Gill, or Blazer and Flash? Hammer and Spike, Rex and Gill, or Blazer and Flash? <clears throat> Wasn't it Mad Dog and Sully? Uh, I almost put that in here as a, as like a fourth joke one. That's the names of the dudes from not the original Contra, but I think Contra three. Wasn't it Hawk and animal? The Legion of doom. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Never mind. Wrestling jokes. Uh, I think it's the first one, right? Yes, it is hammer and spike. Yeah. This is a secret levels pod. They are now 0 for 3. You keep stumping them. So uh, kind of rude. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to just send them something for continuing to send us trivia. Well, I just, I, I secretly look at the questions just to stump secret levels pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure. So there you go. See, like I said, 50 50, Rainman1515. Congrats on stumping Dan. We will send you a little prize in the Man. mail. And uh, yeah, everybody else, keep a lookout. We will continue to post <laughs> questions on Twitter and Instagram asking for trivia questions. You can always submit questions to us on from previous games that we've played, or you can look to see what we're playing next and send us questions for those. And yeah. I feel like I need to be way more on my toes. I need to not read the Wikipedia pages on like three hours of sleep. I need to like be <laughs> zoned in when we're playing. It's just like so exhausting 
playing <laughs> some of these I mean, games you, where I'm just like, <sighs> you were pretty close on the 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 knife or mace one. You 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 narrowed it down yeah, to those yeah. two. No, you knew it wasn't good, the dynamite. It's, it's a good question. I just couldn't yeah. remember if the the girls in purple showed up first or the guys in the light green. Yes, it is the girls. The girls in in the uh, pink or purple or whatever. Who I think that the Wikipedia called Linda. All of those. Uh, you know what I think happened there. in my brain is I think that we picked up the knives first. I think that was the first weapon that we actually got when we oh, played today. And gotcha. so I think that Maybe. that's why I thought it was the knife. That is a possibility. But oh well. Oh well. There's always next time. Oh well. Yeah. Ain't that he the is truth? mortal. <laughs> At least he appears to be. <laughs> You've been sandbagging it, and now you're gonna go on like another <laughs> eight episode streak. I'm gonna do four hours of research on each game now. <laughs> yes. What is Mario's last name? Uh, it's in the title of the game, man. Mario. <laughs> oh, all right, my friend. Well, do you have anything else? I think that is until next time. We will see you guys two weeks from today, as always. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. All right. Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.